Harold McGee has been our guest on this week's Culture File, perhaps the world's most influential food writer. He's just published what he calls a field guide to the world's smells. And this time, McGee tells us more about how smells function in ways that resemble musical chords. The chord idea sort of explains some of the quite split feelings we have about smells because is the idea there that there would be part of a smell that exists in in one combination and it exists in another combination that is a different smell and one of them feels positive and one of them feels negative but they do contain the same element yes that's exactly it and in fact that's something that um i think is the the most direct entryway into paying more attention to smells is noticing all of the sudden, maybe for the first time, that there's an element of one, the, the smell of one thing that, that's unexpected, that kind of gets your attention momentarily by its um, discordance or apparent discordance. And, and you realize that it's reminding you of something else. Uh, and that's a moment where you're recognizing this shared note in these two different chords. One of my favorite examples of that, and I think one that many people uh, have experienced, is the, the smell of Parmesan cheese, which is a, a wonderful ingredient, very versatile, and so most of us have had experience of it. And if you pay close attention, you'll notice sometimes that it has uh, an element of the aroma of pineapple, a ripe pineapple. So uh, when I first noticed this, I thought, oh, that's, that's very nice. But then I thought, but wait a minute, what does old moldy cow's milk have in common with a ripe tropical fruit? They're totally different materials, and yet they share this note. The smells of ripe fruits are often due to a group of molecules called esters. And esters are combinations of small acid molecules with small alcohol molecules. And fruits are the, the masters at uh, taking these these various ingredients and putting them together into esters, which therefore smell fruity. And it turns out that the bacteria that ripen cheeses can sometimes do the same thing for their own purposes in a cheese where the, the fats and the proteins are being broken down into smaller bits. Among those smaller bits are acids and alcohols, and these um, kind of alchemist bacteria will take those two pieces, put them together, and uh, generate this aroma that is precisely the same molecule as the one that you would find in a ripe pineapple. I had a brother who was a wine writer uh, who had obviously developed those kind of, um, the recognition of these elements. But there seemed always to be something fictional, and it is a sort of the cliche of a description of the wine. No, there isn't stables. There isn't bricks in there because it's made from grapes. How, you know, what could you possibly be talking about? I think one of the reasons that um, wine writing, for example, is sometimes not held in the highest esteem <laughs> is that... Uh, so often the descriptions seem so uh, crazy, so uh, arbitrary, uh, sweaty saddles in a wine. How, how could that possibly be the case? So it must be a figment of the imagination. Well, in fact, uh, people who pay a lot of attention to the aromas of wine, who are able to 
dissect the chord into its component notes, notice things that are in fact these echoes of very, very different materials in, in the world, sweaty saddles among them. And what, what would be the uh, molecule in a sweaty saddle they might be getting? Those are uh, rings, carbon rings, uh, small ones, uh, that are uh, in the class of phenolic compounds. And they're very closely related to the, to the same molecules that give us the smell of smoke. So often smokiness and, and uh, kind of old leather, those, those smells go together frequently. One of the biggest ironies of the publication of Nosedive is that it happens in a year when we've a lot of us learned what anosmia is. That's right. It turns out that uh, one of the early symptoms of uh, COVID infection is the loss of the sense of smell and sometimes also the sense of taste. Even though I myself have not had COVID, I can speak to what this is like because I lost my sense of smell to a viral infection in the course of writing Nosedive. Sounds like a judgment of the gods it, or something. Yeah, it, it really does. Do not finish this book. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> I came down from bed to make a cup of coffee. I made my cup of coffee uh, and then noticed after the first couple of sips that I wasn't smelling anything. Uh, the coffee just tasted bitter and sour, which is not what I'm looking for in a cup of coffee. And um, so I immediately contacted my uh uh, contacts in the olfactory world and they said well I'm afraid we really don't know anything of value about this experience about this affliction except that you just have to kind of be patient usually it'll come back uh, sometimes it doesn't one way to help it come back is to consciously focus on trying to smell things every day so that's what I did. And even with that effort and writing a book at the same time about the subject, it took about three months for me to get my sense of smell back. Did you feel like a different person? Uh, I felt, uh, I suppose I'd, I'd, I've never put, put it to myself quite that way, but I suppose I did because I, I would see people uh, in everyday life and my own partner uh, enjoying food and realizing that I was missing <laughs> that that experience that in a way I was a, a yeah I belonged to a different uh, group of people I could walk through my garden and not smell any flowers I could rub a, a, a leaf of mint and not be able to smell anything um, so I felt in, in a way cut off from an aspect of reality that that I usually felt in contact with must be incredibly frightening given the project that you were in the throes of. It, it was, but then I, I did try to look <laughs> at the bright side uh, uh, because it's true that uh, even before COVID, uh, there are a lot of people in the world who suffer either at one time or another or after uh, medical operation or congenitally um, suffer from d diminishment of the, the chemical senses, the senses of taste and smell. And I simply hadn't appreciated before this experience of my own um, uh, how devastating that can be.
Harold McGee there, and you can hear an extended version of that interview on this week's podcast-only edition of the Culture File Weekly. Meanwhile, Harold McGee is one of the guests in this month's Culture File Debate this Saturday at 6.30pm here on RTE Lyric FM.